Welcome to the E-Commerce Insider Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Almond Global from deep inside the People's Republic of China. This podcast is dedicated to helping e-commerce sellers and small businesses worldwide do business in China. Whether you're just getting started in e-commerce or have years of experience, we bring insider knowledge that takes the hassle and risk out of sourcing or manufacturing products in China. Now, here's your host, Gary Allman, with today's e-commerce insider stories, tips, and tricks. Hey everyone, and welcome to the first episode of the E-Commerce Insider Podcast. And these podcasts, we're going to be discussing all things e-commerce, from tips and tricks to the latest industry news. Whether you're selling on Amazon, Shopify, or any other platform, we'll cover the topics you need to know to be successful in sourcing products from China. In this episode, I want to talk a little bit about sourcing from China in general. I'll concentrate on sourcing for e-commerce sellers who sell products online. This podcast is not intended for large companies who can afford to send a myriad of purchasing agents, contract administrators, lawyers, quality assurance staff, etc. to China to make deals. I want to focus on e-commerce sellers who have built their business from the ground up or are just getting started. There are a lot of factors to consider when sourcing products in China, and many people don't know where to start. The process can be daunting, but it's important to take your time and do your research in order to get the best possible results. We'll cover a lot of ground to give you a better idea of what you need to do and what's involved in sourcing products for your online business. The goal of this episode is to give you a broad understanding of the key points you need to be considering as you move forward. We'll dive deeper into these topics in upcoming episodes, so stay tuned. By way of quick introduction, I'm Gary Almond, and I've lived in China for more than 14 years. I started my career as a hardware engineer in the telecommunications industry, developing groundbreaking voice and data products for which I received four U.S. patents. I quickly got the entrepreneurial bug and participated in six startups as a founder or part of the startup team. I have a lot of experience and expertise in engineering, manufacturing, quality assurance, and how to start and run a successful business. I originally came to China to put together a team to design and manufacture products for the U.S. market. I quickly realized there were literally millions of people who wanted to manufacture or buy products in China for their businesses, but didn't have the knowledge of how to do it or couldn't afford the time and money required to come here for an extended period. Out of this idea was born my latest company, Almond Global. We help e-commerce sellers and small businesses do business in China. We source products, negotiate with suppliers, place and manage orders, conduct on-site pre-shipment inspections and factory audits, evaluate samples, and provide shipping and logistics services to destinations worldwide, everything under one roof, so to speak. A couple of years ago, we also started a dropshipping service where we can store our customers' products in China and ship them directly to their customers worldwide on an order-by-order basis. Well, now that the introduction part is out of the way, let's dig in. A lot of you out there, I guess, are either thinking about setting up an online store or already have one. We'll discuss these platforms in more detail in later episodes, but there are only subtle differences in which platform you choose and how you go about sourcing products in China. We'll discuss those more later so you can decide which one may work the best for you. You may be surprised to find out that a lot of Chinese suppliers are very familiar with these platforms and can gear their services for them, like shipping and labeling requirements for Amazon FBA. Maybe you're a beginner or maybe you've been doing this for quite a while. I want to give you an insider's view of how it all works and things you should be thinking about to source products safely and efficiently from China. When sourcing products from China, it's important to take a systematic approach to finding the right products. There are a few key steps you'll need to follow in order to find products that meet your quality standards and are sourced from reputable suppliers. 
Not only do you have to understand where to find the products and suppliers, but a key part is learning how to do business in China. The business culture is much different than in the West, and knowing what to look out for will go a long way in reducing this communication. Misunderstandings, risk, and potential failure, it can be done when you buy products directly from China. You get access to some of the best prices and selection available. This is especially beneficial for e-commerce sellers who are always looking for ways to cut costs. In China, you can find any product imaginable, from the latest fashion trends to the most innovative technology. Whether you're looking for a new outfit or the latest gadget, China has it all. The Chinese manufacturing economy is nimble, efficient, and can serve both large and small customers. Your e-commerce business might not be large enough to benefit from a distributor in your country. Maybe the investment is too high or the products are unavailable. That said, these are not insurmountable issues in China as there are factories and suppliers who cater to businesses of all sizes. All you have to do is know where to look to find what you are looking for and how to approach the suppliers. One thing that I wanted to talk about first is that it's not easy to do business in China for a lot of reasons. Doing business in China is like trying to put a puzzle together when you don't have the picture on the box. Maybe the most obvious reason is that, more than likely, you cannot speak Chinese. That's a big one, but there are ways to overcome this. I know a very successful businessman in the U.S. who came to China and to put together an auto parts business through acquisitions of Chinese manufacturers. He grew it into a $600 million dollar business without being able to speak any Chinese, except a couple of words. His philosophy was that he can get translators to help. The important part is being able to put deals together. I can't argue with his results. Most suppliers have representatives who speak limited English. Interestingly, Chinese students begin studying English at a young age in school. The problem is that they don't get the chance to practice speaking due to the lack of native English speakers available here to practice with. They can write and read well, and this is why communicating through a messaging app works out in most cases. You still need to make sure your point is clear when discussing requirements and needs. It's important to clarify your meaning and get things in writing. Ask questions to make sure you are understood. I often have conversations where the supplier I'm talking to is nodding their head in agreement, only to find out later that they didn't understand what I was saying. Even though I speak Chinese, I still conduct most of my business in English because their English is usually better than my Chinese, and for me the most important part is conveying ideas. No practicing my Chinese. Not being familiar with the business culture in China often leads to misunderstandings. I often read posts by e-commerce sellers online where they mention a particular problem they're having with a supplier. As it turns out many times, it's just a miscommunication or lack of understanding how things are done here. Other than experience, it's hard to learn the subtle differences. The best approach is to have all agreements in writing. It's more than a legality. It's often a way of making sure your requirements are understood and agreed to. Another reason it's not easy to do business in China is the distance and time difference. If you live in the U.S., you are almost exactly on the opposite side of the clock. If you were to fly here, it would take about 14 hours. In the West, we typically will travel to attend meetings or meet with potential suppliers, at least before the pandemic. Because of that in the distance, it's not so easy to just hop on a plane to visit suppliers. The cost of travel has skyrocketed in recent years and with all the restrictions due to the pandemic, it makes it nearly impossible to come here. This is the primary reason we are in China, where the action is. It's not impossible for e-commerce sellers to do business here for these reasons and others, but it makes it less efficient and requires a lot more time. Time that you can be using working on advertising campaigns, maintaining your website or online listings, product research, and customer service. On top of that, your lack of experience or knowledge of how the Chinese business culture works makes it a daunting task. I want to interject here that China has many excellent suppliers and representatives that work very hard for your business. I know in the West there is some trepidation about working with Chinese suppliers due to some of the reasons I mentioned, but I can say, without a doubt, 
I have met some of the finest people in China who put their hearts and souls into their work. It's up to you to find them and weed out the ones who might take advantage of you. You can do business here on your own, but there are other ways, like hiring agents with the experience and connections to help you. For example, my company does everything from sourcing and inspections to shipping in bulk by air and sea and drop shipping. We can provide everything you need under one roof. It's that easy. If you choose to do it yourself, you should stay tuned as we go through all the details of what you need to know. I hope to take the guesswork out of doing business in China and show you what it takes. One question that I get every day is, can I start my e-commerce business with little or no money? And the answer is no, not practically. Of course, there's always going to be somebody who probably did it, but the answer is really no. You need to have a little bit of money to be able to buy products and fulfill them as you get orders. It's just not a good business practice to rely on someone ordering a product then taking their money and buying the product and shipping it to them. Here's the problem. For many people, having to wait more than a day to receive a product is almost unacceptable. This is why Amazon offers so many options when it comes to shipping. In some cases on Amazon, you can receive your product the same day. If you, as an e-commerce seller, are sourcing products in China, you know that it takes some time to get from China to the destination, depending on which shipping service you choose. This could take eight days to 30 days or more. Now, if you don't maintain any products in inventory, you also have to add the amount of time it takes to process an order from the supplier. This could easily add another five days. So now you're looking at 13 days minimum for your customer to receive the product they ordered. This is not sustainable when there are so many other faster options available. You should have enough inventory to keep the flow of products going without interruption. This means you need to buy a small inventory, which takes money. You need to advertise. You need to pay monthly fees for your platform and on and on by not investing some money up front. You severely limit your business and are doomed from the very beginning. Another question I get often is, how can I spend so much time sourcing products when I have to work on my website for my shop? How can I possibly source products from China while I'm spending all my time creating my website? I talk to people every day, and that's one of the common things is how do you do all these things? If you think about it, you need to deal with some of the following tasks to get your e-commerce business started. Product research. Where are you going to sell? What markets will you sell in? Which platform should you sell your products on? Do you create your own website and product listings? Which products should you start selling first? What about pricing? Where do you get the products? How do you find a reliable supplier? How do you know you're getting a good price? How do you ship the products to your customer? How do you handle returns? How do you handle inventory? And the list goes on. As you can see, just finding a product is a small part of the effort in starting your e-commerce business. And that one task is not a quick one. It's no wonder that so many e-commerce sellers get started quickly and fail almost as quickly. You've made it to the first step, and that is thinking about all that you need to accomplish to successfully start your business and figuring out how to get help where you have no expertise or experience. I would never discourage someone from starting their business. As an entrepreneur with a lot of experience, I know that overcoming obstacles is the key to making it happen. So the first thing you need is money. It will be different depending on which products you select, which platforms you sell on, and where you source your products from. I think that sourcing products from China is one of those things that due to the complexities of doing business in China and the time differences, the sheer number of choices of suppliers and manufacturers that you'll have to make, that it could be a full-time job just to source products. Believe me, I know because this is what I do all day, every day for other companies and for e-commerce sellers. These are some of the reasons why you might want some help sourcing products so you can spend your time setting up your website, handling advertising, and providing customer support. Now, I want to take a moment to talk about why China is the place to source products. When it comes to sourcing products, there are a lot of places where you can find products. 
But the most obvious one is China. Why China? You might ask, of course, that's the focus of this podcast. But what about other countries with low labor rates like Vietnam, Mexico, Thailand, etc.? Well, the answer is no other country comes close to the mind-boggling amount of manufacturing capability there is in China. The investment that has been made in infrastructure, logistics systems, a vast highway system, a high-speed railway network, seaports, major airports, and so on, is staggering. When it comes to manufacturing goods, China is the world's undisputed leader. There's no doubt about it. There are literally millions and millions of factories here. There are whole cities and regions that produce the same product. Take Ningbo, for example. Ningbo is a city where they make a lot of electrical products, like lights and things like that. If you go to Wenzhou in Zhejiang province, they do a lot of paper products. If you go to Shenzhen or one of the big manufacturing centers like Guangdong or Dongguan, all those different cities have specialties. Some of them are electronics. Shandong province has a lot of clothing manufacturers. If you go out in the rural regions, like the mountainous areas, they make products primarily by hand out of bamboo. One of the big reasons for China's dominance is the vast army of skilled workers. There are 1.3 or 1.4 billion people here. 800 million of them work in the factories to produce goods. Quite often you hear about other countries that are up and coming manufacturing centers, but nowhere in the world is there such a large skilled labor force or infrastructure to handle the volume of products that are sold around the world. So, China is the place. There is no country that produces more than China. As a matter of fact, it sounds like a low number, but 20% of all the products in the world, according to the World Factbook, are produced in China. But that 20% is more than the United States. Japan and Germany produce combined, and those are arguably the top three industrial countries outside of China. Recently, there has been a lot of talk about Vietnam becoming the next manufacturing center for the world. But Vietnam is a very small country with a largely untrained workforce. Their total population is less than 10% of the population of China. The infrastructure would take years to build and funding to build it is just not there. This is the same no matter which country you think will be the next manufacturing powerhouse. Nothing compares to the juggernaut that China has become. So, I think that China will always be a dominant factor when it comes to manufacturing. Why are prices so low in China? The obvious answer is because labor rates are low. But that's only part of the story. The Chinese government has invested unprecedented amounts of money infrastructure and provided funding to support manufacturing companies. This means companies can grow quickly without the burden of taxes and investment in infrastructure. I've seen this firsthand here, where the government gets involved in supporting companies and providing funding, tax relief, supplying labor, and so on. A lot of the existing manufacturing companies were owned by the government but a lot of them are being privatized. And that effect is that China has become the world's leading manufacturing country because prices are low. I recall when I was a young guy, I was a hardware engineer developing products in the telecommunications industry in the US. At that time, we did a lot of business with Japan. This was back in the 80s and 90s. At that time, Japan dominated manufacturing. The quality of Japanese products went from very poor to being considered the best in the world in a matter of decades. It's funny looking back and seeing all the parallels between what happened in Japan then and what is happening in China now. Back then, everybody thought Japan was going to take over the United States. They were buying a property and all those things and, and they were becoming the world's manufacturer and they were very, very successful. But over time, Japanese goods became very expensive as the Japanese economy grew. Eventually, they priced themselves out of the market. So where did everybody go next to source their products or have them manufactured? That's right, South Korea. Companies like Samsung and LG suddenly dominated consumer electronics. Car companies like Hyundai and Kia were being imported into the US. The products were inexpensive and the quality was pretty good. The best part was their prices were low compared to the alternatives. US products had long since priced themselves out of the market, but the quality was high 
So they held on, but South Korea is pretty small and as their economy grew, so did their prices. Suddenly the world was looking for a viable alternative. Enter China. China became the world's manufacturer for many, many years because there's seemingly an endless supply of labor and natural resources, but it remains to be seen if they will continue to be dominant. Their prices are going up too because salaries are going up. This time I'm not sure there is a viable alternative as I mentioned before. Yeah, but what about Chinese quality? I want to talk a little bit about quality because a lot of people say, yeah, but the quality isn't that great. Quality is one of those things that you get out of it, what you put into it. But as any buyer of Chinese made goods knows, getting what you want at the level of quality you expect and your customers expect is not just as simple as sending over a purchase order or placing an order online. Sometimes I hear people complain about Chinese product quality, but when I dig deeper, I find their expectations were unrealistic. They didn't bother to provide detailed specifications, or they bought the cheapest product they could find and expected it to compete with a much higher quality and more expensive product. Chinese manufacturing capability is incredible to behold, but you really do get out of it what you put into it. As the old saying goes garbage in, garbage out. To get the quality product you want from a Chinese manufacturer or supplier, it's critical that you provide clear and detailed specifications and requirements. This means more than just providing a few drawings or a sample product or jotting a few things down when you're talking to them online. The better and clearer the information and requirements that you provide, the better the chances you have of getting the results you want. Also, make sure everything is in writing. Make sure you have a contract with specifics. If it's not in the contract, don't be surprised if the product doesn't meet your requirement. Nine times out of ten, when somebody tells me they didn't get what they thought they were going to get, it's because they didn't clearly specify the requirements. If you leave something up to the manufacturer, they will often choose the option that is the least cost to them. To sum it up, if you provide suppliers with solid requirements and you put the checks in place to verify that they're meeting those requirements, you can be confident that the items you source from China will meet your expectations and the expectations of your customers. In other words, quality begins with you. When sourcing products in China, you basically have two choices. One, buy products that are available off the shelf or have them manufactured. Whether you're looking to have something manufactured or simply want to buy it off the shelf, chances are pretty good that you can find it. Let me talk about products that are ready-made and available off the shelf versus products that are manufactured. It's quite possible that your business doesn't require a product to be manufactured for you. If you find products that you want to sell that are available and ready to be shipped from a supplier, this will be the fastest way to get products for your online shop. It's just a matter of finding the right supplier at the right price. Then you place your order and wait to receive the product. You may still have to arrange shipping, but quite often the supplier can do it for you. The next step up is private labeling or white labeling products. This is where you find off-the-shelf products where the supplier will offer options for branding the product with your logo or provide custom packaging with your logo or graphics design. Usually the supplier will have a minimum order quantity or MOQ requirement to add your logo or do some custom packaging, but it's not nearly as high as if you were manufacturing the product from scratch. If you want to customize an existing product or you have completely new design of your own that you want to make, then you'll have to find a manufacturer to help you. Just remember, you'll have to meet their MOQ requirements. Everything is driven by MOQ in China. If you don't meet the manufacturer's MOQ requirements, they're not going to be interested. The reason for MOQs is that manufacturers have a minimum setup cost to do a production run of a given product. If you are close to that minimum cost, then there is no profit margin for them. If you buy in large enough quantities, they cover their setup costs and make their profit on the volume of products you order. We've discussed a lot of topics in this podcast. If you're an e-commerce seller considering sourcing from China, there are a few things you should know. Sourcing in China can be very advantageous, as you know, because of the low prices and with so many choices of products 
and suppliers. However, working your way around all the possibilities and dealing with differences in business culture, time zones, and language barriers, it can be a daunting task. Learning how the game is played and knowing what your options are is a good start to being successful sourcing products here in China. In the next episode, I'll talk about how to get your products from China to your destination. Shipping is another major topic that is often misunderstood and can be overly complex. I'll go through it step by step and try to simplify it. Thanks for listening, and we hope to have you as a regular listener. Have a great day. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. You can contact Almond Global at info at almondglobal.com. You can also visit our website at www.almondglobal.com. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcasts. Each episode will bring a different perspective about doing business in China that you can only get from being an e-commerce insider. Remember, we're in China, so you don't have to be.